All right. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Beauty and the Beast podcast with Julian Marquez and your host, Kendra Lust. Man, I want to talk to you guys. Um, this weekend's been a crazy, crazy weekend, and I've been just putting money down left and right on football, college football, NFL, against the World Series, man. Tampa Bay came through last night. No one saw that. That were a plus 140. You know, I'm winning money left and right. And honestly, I just want you all to know, like, the best website that you can get onto is mybookie.ag. The first deposit you do, they will match dollar for dollar up to $1,000. You just got to go with it. I'm telling you, you want to make some money, make some side cash, have some fun, bet on your favorite fighters, your favorite football players, teams, basketball, doesn't matter what it is. As long as you're putting money down on mybookie.ag, they will support and give back to you. Just remember, whenever you put that first deposit, use Beauty and Beast uh, for the promo code. It is B-E-A-U-T-Y-A-N-D. B-E-A-S-T for the promo code, and that will give you dollar-for-dollar match on your first deposit as well. Just want you guys to know, we're doing a live podcast, and if you make that first deposit, you could put $5 down if you don't even want to do it, but you will be on our live podcast talking to Kendra and I, being interviewed by us or interviewing us, whatever you want to know, whatever you want to say, you're going to be on it with us. You're going to enjoy the night, enjoy the time. This is the real thing. How bad do you want to be a part of the Beauty and the Beast podcast? Just put a little bit of money down on mybookie.ag. Kendra, tell me what's going on, girl. Well, um, I had a fantastic weekend. I had a birthday celebration and hung out with friends, which was great. Unfortunately, there was not a ton of places to go after. However, we did have like a late reservation and amazing Italian restaurant locally. So they just kept bringing out, I mean, they had our whole menu appetizers. I mean, it was not seven course, but five course drinks, cocktails. We, they kept the restaurant open, which was so awesome. And uh, it's called La Colina in it's in Rochester and the owners were great. We had a limo. So we were, you know, kicking a couple of cocktails. And Who were you it was with? I think I saw, I think I saw on your Snapchat, you were with, was it Lisa Daniels? No, I guess you all would wish, huh? Yeah, she's she's a beauty, but no. Um, I was just with some friends. Some of my our good friends from back home, and uh, yeah, Professor X and Jenna and uh, Jenna Quinn, Doctor Quinn. So yeah, they are awesome. Oh, okay. So you guys went out there. I don't know why I thought like I I, I saw a post of uh, Lisa Daniels and you, or at least Daniels popped up on my Instagram, and I I don't know why I thought that you were with her. Uh, I don't know if you did a flashback this past week, but I thought you guys were together. Yeah. Well, we can definitely arrange that. And I think that there's going to be some, well, there will be, um, I'm going to be heading to Florida soon and we're going to set a few things up. So I have some things in store, but that's more only fan stuff. Let's not talk about that right now. Oh, let's do that. Check this out. Like, so this morning, um, it's Sunday. And as some of you guys know, we record a little bit beforehand, but I'm getting close to my fight. So I, I like to constantly put in like a little bit of work in the morning and I'm staying with my brother right now. And in his basement, he has these Peloton bikes. Have you ever used a Peloton bike before? I have not. However, I have heard that they are pretty incredible. Like you work your ass off and sweat and burn so many calories. Pretty intense. So, oh, it's yeah. absolutely, it's, it's incredible. So this Peloton bike, 
has a TV screen on it. I mean, they're like $2,600 from what I'm asking and, and looking up, but they have their own instructional classes on the screen. And you okay. can choose like, if you want pop music, if you want rap, you can pick your favorite artist. And they have all these different uh, classes that are designed around that artist, as well as like they have different yoga stuff, different things, but it's just a bike ride. And they literally have the cadence, they have the resistance, they have like a meter so you can match that every time it goes up or goes down. And I, I did 30 minutes this morning, wasn't hard, wasn't strenuous, okay. but I was sweating my <laughs> balls off. Like it was, it was ridiculous. I never went anything higher than like 110 on cadence, okay. which that's how many, how many times you're rolling your, your feet, you're, you're going fast, how fast you're going, I should say. Um, and then the resistance was at, you know, the highest it was at, it was at 70 and that was at 90 seconds, 30 minutes of this, you know, like you're going up and down hills. This thing is amazing. I, I, I honestly believe that every family should have a Peloton bike at their house. It's, you have your own little personalized coach on a screen in front of you. So do you, are you at all in, so they're live with you. It's not like a pre-recorded. Well, it just depends. Some classes you can do live and some of them are already recorded. So like say today it's, you know, your class starts at eight, but you didn't get up till nine because you had a fun night last night, but you still okay. want to get your work in. You can go in, click that class and still follow along. And mm -hmm. it's a live coach. They'll still do the shout outs and all the things that they have with the, the 10,000 people that are on during that class. And you can go to it or you can go on and get up at, at the time that that class starts and do it. And you can have a live class setting if you'd like, but it, it is all like, it's all how you want it. If you want it pre-recorded, they have it. If you wanted to do a live class, just schedule it out. But man, it is amazing. Okay. So I think with that, you have to be pretty self-motivated. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. You definitely do for sure. Uh, but it, it's not hard. Okay. It's like one of those things you just get up you go downstairs into your basement, get on it. And literally the people that are instructing classes, these guys are professionals. This lady was making me motivated this morning and I'm sitting here like, Oh, I'm sure she was Julian. If I know you, you weren't with a male instructor. <laughs> oh no, I, I, it doesn't matter. The, the instructors will switch over, but she was playing the pop class and you know what they played in the middle of the class. They played Miley Cyrus, the cover of Blondie, um, heart of glass. The one I will be walking out with on my fight. That was a sign that, you know, that's good. It's yeah. good. I believe it. I believe it. I'm, I'm just telling you, that, but the Peloton bike is absolutely amazing. You know, I want to, I want to get them as a sponsor. Like, honest to God, that thing is absolutely worth its penny. Uh, it's just, you have to get on the bike. That's the hardest thing. Once you're on the bike, I, I promise you that thing will take over. You can do a 20 minute class all the way up to, you know, an hour long, maybe even longer. Okay. Or you can do like slow impact and slower days. Uh, it's a, it's an amazing little cardio workout, but enough of the Peloton. I'm, I'm all geeked out. I'm like a salesman for the Peloton and they don't even like, they're not giving me love. I'm just giving them love because I, I, I love it. I don't know why I love it. It's just amazing. But I burned 500 calories. I was waiting for that. You know, how many calories did you burn? Because it's all about the calories. 500 calories. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. So no, it was such a good one and working out is crazy, but, uh, well, I, I, I'm talking about this weekend, man, there's so much going on. Uh, first, first and foremost, let's talk about this, uh, one week 
from today or last night, I guess, less than a week, we have your girl fighting boxing at top rank, Michaela Mayer. She's going against Ewa uh, Bronica. Bronica? Undefeated. Yeah. That is going to be intense. Um, I need to do a little bit of homework on on her opponent. However, you know, like I said with Ortega, you know, you just don't bet against the people you, you like or you care about, you know, or that you, you inspire you. So I'm taking Michaela. I'm not even looking at the other girl. I will though. Um, uh, so I'm excited for her. Uh, she is definitely, she's a beast. I love her. She's an inspiration for, for so many young women and girls. Um, and uh, can't wait to see it. Every, like every time, like her opponent, um, has fought a lot of people. I mean, they're both undefeated. Um, Michaela Mayer has more knockouts than this girl, um, than Awa. Awa, you know, goes to decision a lot of the times. I don't think she packs the power and the speed, and she's never fought anyone like Michaela. But let's just talk about, man, I don't know what it is. If you look at Awa's uh, weigh-in photos or anything like that, mm-hmm. she's wearing some very, like, subjective clothing. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh. She has a nice rack. Oh yeah, she does. I mean, just saying. But I don't know, like if we're going based upon like looks, dude, I'm in love with Michaela Mayer. I'm in love with her boxing style. I'm in love with her aggression. I'm in love with just her IQ and the fight game. And just, she's a cool looking chick, you know? Like you see her on Instagram. She's just chilling, going to the beach and hanging out. She's not over the top. She's not trying to be like this super hot model that, Everyone thinks that you're going to wear uh, Louis Vuitton or whatever, all these Gucci's and everything like that. She's just a regular, normal person that's kicking it with like the homies. And man, I'm, I'm excited for her, her fight. Awa keeps saying that she's going to come or she's going to leave Las Vegas with her title, but I don't think she's really ready for uh, Michaela. Michaela's just too powerful, too quick, and just too intelligent and long too. She's yeah. super long. Yeah, I think I don't know what the reach comparison is, but it's Michaela. She's just all business. And, you know, looking at this picture, yeah, she's got a nice rack, but ah, she's looking more for the show. And I think, you know, just I'm looking at the post now and Michaela is just like all business. Like, let's do this. You know, I'm going to celebrate after my win. So go, Michaela. We will be rooting for you. Yeah, it's on Halloween on top rank. So that's going to be a great one. We also had the UFC card that night as well. But let's let's stop for ufc card let's talk about how insane last night's fight island card 254 ufc was unreal unreal um yes i don't even know where we begin we begin so i'm gonna let you because i know there's some fights i didn't catch the prelims uh however you did so tell me about what you saw man i uh look we're gonna start off with the, the the first fight that caught my eye that made me just like, look, I think in a hands down, the best fight on the island, hands down was last night and it was Natan Wood, or Natan Wood, Nathan Wood and Casey Kenny. These boys were just going at it, lightning fast, lightning quick. They were punching, they were showing resilience. They were showing want, they were showing that these, guys belong here and they're showing the true contenders as well the style the 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 punches given the punches taken the movement the cardio the just 
man, it was insane to see this fight. This fight, literally, if you can give an award for the best fight on the island, that would be this fight. You know, Dana and them gave them a fifty thousand dollars fight bonus. of the night, right? Wasn't it? Yep. Okay, I thought it was, and then the uh, could be uh, as well. So I did catch yes. that. I caught his press conference uh, after. So it was good. Absolutely, and, and that's like that's what we're talking about right now. Is like. That $50,000 bonus for both of those guys, absolutely deserving. If you need to watch a fight, get on ESPN Plus, watch the Natan, or I want to keep going, Nathan Wood and uh, Casey Kenny. You got to watch that fight. Absolutely memorable, absolutely energetic, and just, boy, Casey Kenny is a problem at the 35 division, 35 pound division. But we're going to move on to the longest fight. Let's get a little bit on the main card, the one that kind of like, you know, everybody was waiting for it. It's been canceled multiple times. That uh, Antiglios versus Ayan Kutalaba. You caught that one, right? I caught the end of it, the knockout. <laughs> you caught the end of it. I mean, that's pretty much all that was happening. Ayan was trying to move into Antiglios, and it was just he, – he just couldn't get the range. He was trying to do the Tyson style, left, right, left, right, left, right, moving his head, but he just wasn't able to close the distance enough and – Man, I, I, the combination that Antiglioff hit him with, um, just it was it was just perfect, perfect timing, perfect range, perfect snap, and just this time he's not playing. Ion's not playing possum, you know. He he isn't gonna fake this one. He he was out cold. Because this was they they had fought before, correct? And then it was rescheduled. Is that okay? Correct. All right. Yeah, they did that, and it was uh it was a it was a great fight. But let's talk about this Khabib fight. I'm just like sitting here waiting because this morning I was watching video of him as a boy and I was just, it was incredible fighting bears, wrestling bears. And it was the cutest thing. Okay, but we'll get to that after. So the fight, oh my God. I, I guess I didn't really comprehend his greatness. I did not until I actually saw him in action. And I cannot even begin to imagine how uh, Justin felt. The pressure he puts on you is nonstop. He's like the bear. I mean, nonstop. I, and and uh, Gaethje's cardio is usually a lot better. And he was just, I don't know if it was nerves, he was excited, but he looked winded. And it was just kind of like, like anxiety, like what is he going to do? What's coming next? So it, I, I, I have chills. I was in tears. I loved it. Yeah, it was, it was insane to kind of see that. Like, look, you know, when you look at the stylistic matchup, you look at Gaethje and you watch Gaethje's all of his fight, the guy does not back up. He does not go backwards one bit at all. And all of a sudden he gets in the octagon with Habib and this guy's backing up nonstop. He's, he's doing good. He's throwing those leg kicks. He's moving yes. laterally. He's trying to stay off the cage. He's trying to force the open mat shot exactly like I, I saw. But the one thing, or I thought, but the one thing that kind of came to mind was he was getting backed up. So it, to me, it just showed me like, oh man, the presence that Khabib has inside of the octagon is unreal and I'm telling you this right now to be able to push back somebody that's never been pushed back in a fight never taken a step backwards in a fight is absolutely it just shows that that 
what that aura, that feeling, whatever you're pushing out when you're in the mm-hmm. octagon, you you were threatening him and he felt it in his primal state, in Gaethje's primal state, he was feeling he was feeling something that, hey man, I cannot stand here with him. And Habib was showing, he was throwing hands, throwing kicks. He yeah. wasn't like we saw something else. Like Habib was able to get the takedown, but Habib took some shots and he still threw some. And it is insane on how he was performing. And especially, I guess they said that he had a broken foot yes. um, during the process. So he's fighting. This guy's on a different level. He's he he in my book, he has to be the GOAT. And he goes in and finishes, he finishes Gaethje, right? In the second round on a slick triangle choke. He started with the Ronda Rousey arm bar, went backwards, threw up the triangle choke. He ended up submitting him. By the way, Gaethje tapped. I don't know, tapped. I don't know what the ref was doing. Didn't see it. He tapped, tap, tap. It's like, hello. And then my question to you, uh, Julian, is if... God forbid, like he broke his arm and the ref didn't see it. How do they handle that? I mean, because clearly something could have happened. I mean, luckily he just went to sleep. He said, it is so cute in the, in the uh, post or in the post fight press uh, gate. She was like, yeah, I just took a little quick little nap. And he was just so comedic about it. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know what would happen because it never went into that issue to where it did break, but the arm bar was gone. It was just into the choke. And I think in all honesty, that referee was doing exactly what I was doing, exactly what you were doing, exactly what millions of people across the world were doing, were just in awe. Like, did this just happen? Happened. Did he yeah. just get in a mounted S mount to uh, an arm bar or an arm lock to a triangle and submit Gaethje in the second round? We're talking about Justin Gaethje having the best performance of his life. The day or the, the fight before against Tony Ferguson looked phenomenal, yeah. looked like an evolution. And then getting submitted faster and losing faster than any other fight he's ever had. This is the fastest loss he had, and he was finished. It wasn't, there was no question about it. He had nothing. And it just shows you the level of just fight IQ and the level of goatness Habib is. I love your little level of goatness. Yeah, um, from what I understand, uh, Habib's never been cut or knocked down. Unreal. And he's only lost one round in his entire fight history. Like one round. They actually said, there's a news report that came out today that said that Habib, uh, two judges, two of the judges gave Gaethje the first round. Ah, hmm. uh, I don't know. It doesn't know. matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, he might've lost that round, but regardless, it's not like it's, this is now the, the discussion, man. Like, First and foremost, when he was crying on the ground and he won and he oh. fell to the ground, one, it gave me goosebumps, but it reminded me of when Jordan won the, the, you know, the championship, you know, and he was sitting there with his forehead on that. That's what it reminded me of. Like, we just have an iconic moment in history and it will always be that moment that will forever stick with me. I'm glad I didn't shave my legs because I do have chills again. Um, yes, I mean, I was bawling, you know, and Professor X is looking at me like you're you're crying. And I'm like, I was just so touched and uh, because it was all that emotion coming out and it just spoke volumes about the impact, the relationship, how important his father and family and just from what I'm understanding, his word, he's a man of his word. I mean, his character and it all came out and 
he was that, uh, that little boy, you know, in my mind, you know, like just that raw emotion. Um, and I just, I'm all getting teary eyed. I would just have the utmost respect for him. And in my opinion, after doing more homework, because as I continue to do this and, be, and improve and become better and better, I learn more. Um, and yeah, he is the goat. I'm sorry. And there was so many positive things that people were tweeting about. And there was one fighter who really kind of ticked me off. He was pretty negative in his tweet. And uh, I'll just say his initials, JJ. And uh, he was just, yeah, just kind of salty about the whole situation. And I thought that was classless, you know? So I'll, I'll leave on a positive note. He is uh, pound for pound, the best fighter of all time. Absolutely. Look, he, this is the thing, man. Like I saw when he was removing, Khabib was removing his tape on his arm before he even started speaking. I, I looked at my brother. I was like, dude, he's going to retire. Yes. Like, That's the retiring move. Like he's not talking and they're like, Oh, take your time. He's trying to get it off. He's asking his coach. So I knew yeah. he was going to retire. And then that right there is, is first and foremost, first and foremost, like that is awesome that he retired on top. He retired with that just spectacular performance but in all honesty in one of the toughest weight classes there are he's finished all top people everyone that like all top people he fought every single one of them took them out just dominated all of them he is going to be the goat in my eyes john jones i saw that he was saying like i've done this uh for x amount of years i've fought everyone I've, you know, for 10 years I've reigned, but no, look, you've had a lot of issues that happen. And I do respect your, you know, spectacular fighting game. I, I expect your wind. I respect you, yeah. but in all honesty, Habib won decisively. He's never had a fight where you sat back and were like, Ooh, I, I honestly think X person won that. I honestly, think that. he's finishing top people. There's no one that comes close. Whereas when we saw John Jones versus Gusterson, yes, it's one of the greatest fights ever. One of the greatest fights, top five, for sure. He fought him, but we all sat there. 50% of humans were like, hmm, I think yes. Gusterson. Others were like, oh, I think Jones. And it's just like, it's not that he's not one of the best and he will be yes. one yes. of them. He'll be in the hall of fame. However, uh, Habib is more, it's just undisputed. It's across the board. You can't argue it. It's just, nobody's thinking twice about it, you know? And, uh, you know, speaking of some of John Jones's fight, the one with, uh, Dominic Reyes, I, I, in my opinion, thought Reyes had won that fight. That's just my opinion. And, um, so we'll leave it at that. But with, with, I keep Khabib, Habib, I know, I think the case I lent. So, um, I hope I'm saying it right. Uh, it's undisputed. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the thing is that he, look, he, he, in my eyes, and I don't care what anyone else's eyes are. My eyes, Habib is the goat. You know, you're going out there and you finish, you finish Justin Gaethje, you finish uh, Dustin Poirier, you finish Conor McGregor, you finished every love single Connor. person that comes in Just there. Saying. Just saying, love Connor. Sorry. But you finish every <laughs> single person that comes in and you, I'm just, he he's just undisputed and there's never been a, uh, an ounce of to the point where like you're like you question his his i don't want to say his, his like lifestyle you question yeah. his 
you know, heritage, you question his like choices. Like there's nothing negative that you really see uh, Habib doing inside or outside of, you know, the UFC. Like he is a humble man. He's a great man. Granted, like a lot of people were talking very negative on how he made a bum uh, do pushups to give him money, you know, and he was laughing, things like that. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. Like if that were to happen, but I don't necessarily know. Cause at the end of the day, who gives a shit? Because he, when he gave him money, yeah, he made him laugh and stuff like that. But it's not like most of these other, you know, people that are trying to get stardom where they're, they're walking around with cameras going around, giving uh, homeless people food and money and showing it and using it as clout, things like that. They dug up that video. Someone dug up that video. Yes. Yeah. It wow. wasn't like Habib was putting it out there. It was that, he he did it yes he did it but in his look it wasn't like he was trying to get fame it wasn't trying to get clout he wasn't trying to get notoriety he did it and someone pulled it off of a cell phone whereas like let's talk about chris cyborg she went to um when she was in california she had like a news not even a news reporting deal she had some uh camera crew following her and she went down to skid row and was handing out food to all these people like oh look at me i'm using my money to give out let me post this on instagram like fuck you in all honesty that's me fuck you for trying to use people with less fortunate and you're trying to make yourself look better by giving it to them go hide your fucking self don't talk about what you do i agree and disagree the reason I agree is because, you know, they say when you're supposed to give, it's supposed to come from your heart and, and because you, you want to do it and it's authentic and that's the right thing to do. Um, however, we live in a culture now where, you know, let's, let's be real. I don't want to talk politics, but we've got celebrities endorsing politicians. So people will follow suit. So uh, I don't agree with, you know, going around and boasting or, you know, doing it for that reason, for your own notoriety. However, I do like the idea because I think it inspires others sometimes to, to do positive and good things, but I think it's not how it's the way you do it. You know, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I hope I, it's saying it the right way that, you know, you're okay. You know, these people are doing it and hopefully they hop on the positivity bandwagon. Uh, but again, you're not supposed to, I understand. Look, this is the thing is like, it's not like, fuck the social media, fuck everything else. This is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It literally, everything is fake on social media. That doesn't define yeah. who you are. Literally, I post photos where I blur out my crotch and make it look like I'm naked. And people literally think that I'm naked, but I'm really not. Oh uh, yeah, I, the, I really thought that. Disclaimer, You're guys. ballsy. I'm, I'm never, I'm never naked on that. But anyways, that's the thing is it's, it's a false you know, a false lifestyle. It's photos to make you believe. Pictures say a thousand words. Video yeah. says, you know, the yes. same thing. Look, if you're going to do it, do it in your own privacy. Stop trying to, you know, bloat it out there and show everyone, oh, look at me. I'm such a good person. And you only posted one fucking video. You only post one fucking video of you helping out the homeless. Yeah. You only do one thing. You talk about it. That is, that right there is disrespectful. Look, if you are on a politics side and you mm -hmm. want to support or endorse or whatever, whichever political campaign, go for it. You have every fucking right to. It is your platform. It is your deal. And yes. if you want to talk about it left and right, left and right, left and right, I don't care. That is your platform. Agreed. You can do what you want, but don't 
Don't sit there and try to make yourself look better as a person, as a human being, trying to give money out to somebody that yeah. is less fortunate of you and then blast it on social media saying, oh, look what I did here. Fuck you, you know, fuck every single person that does that. I, I did like your voice. <laughs> When you said, oh, look at me, because we all tend to do that when we're into, or, uh, imitating someone else. Yeah, this guy, we make that voice. So that was kind of funny. But I agree. I get it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're going to be if you're that type of person and you're a giving person and a kind person, you're doing it all the time. And and eventually people will know you for your character and that's just the type of person you are. And that will resonate within them uh, once they meet you. And, and yeah, anyway, I get it. Um, we're going to be positive here and uh, we're going to get back to the fight. Um, the question now is just like with LeBron and Jordan, it's Habib and Jones, the debate people are going to, it's going to go back and forth, back and forth. It's now who is the goat, you know, I, you know, our opinion, but I'm curious as to what our viewers and our listeners and, you know, I'd like to pull that in all honesty, poll our listeners. I would actually like that as well. Um, I'll figure that out how we're going to do that. But in all honesty, it's, it's like, yeah, we're going to have the people that had the era of Jordan. That's always going to stick by Jordan. And yeah. now we have the kids in the era of LeBron and they're going to hang by LeBron. And it's like, yeah. you're on, you're, you're stuck there. Now we have John Jones who in the era, if you grew up in the era of John Jones, he was the, I mean, that dude was undisputed for the longest time, but his worst enemy was himself. Oh, and then yeah. Habib just went 29 and 0 and took out all the top people and he's undisputed and, but he retired and it's like, man, how, how do you, what do you, what do you put a label? And if you look at it, this is the only thing that I, I look at is Habib changed the game. Just like Jordan. He changed the game. He implemented a new style to MMA and it literally changed everything about it. It changed how people fight. It changed how people look at and approach, you know, their next competition. He literally switched everything around. He made wrestling and grappling a lot stronger and fighting where John Jones, don't get me wrong. John Jones doesn't grapple. John Jones just strikes. And yeah, he's, yes. He's taken, he took Gustafson down. He's taken some fighters down, but he doesn't predominantly go to the ground. He stands up, beats him with the range and tries to knock him out, which is more power to him. So if we're going to put a title on it, would it be the goat of stand up and the goat of grappling? Ah, uh, I like that. I like that. But you know, I liked Habib was striking. He was, he was different. He was different. He was trying, I don't, he had nothing to prove because he knows who he is, but he, I feel, I feel he was a little pre more prepared and, and kind of focused more on maybe a striking because his, his uh, ground game is just impeccable, uncomparable to anyone. I was, I was really amazed by his striking and man, I, congratulations to him. I think it's awesome that, you know, he, he retired on top shout out to his manager. Um, Ali, Aziz. I don't know how to say his last name, but really? look, this guy has had, I mean, he's had champions. He has a huge like platform of just winners. And the thing is, is that he's got these guys so much money that they can retire on top. You know, you got Henry Cejudo that just retired. He's triple C. He's talking about coming back to get the fourth one, this, that, and the other, but he retired. He's retiring on top. He's enjoying his life. Now he has Habib who 
I don't know how factual this is, but I saw the salary report. They said he made 10 million last night, which is ridiculous. And he's retiring on top as one of the greatest to ever do it. And, you know, Ali is getting his fighters paid. So I'll give him a little shout out. Absolutely. Props to, to both gentlemen, you know, and I, you know, people were saying, well, do you, cause they were asking Dana White, you know, do you think he's going to be back or, you know, and I know that there are emotions obviously after you win a huge fight and with everything that he's gone through. However, I will put money that he will not step foot back in the octagon. He's a man of his word. He promised his mother. Um, so that's it. And I am so grateful that in my lifetime, you know, I was able to, and now I'm going to watch every single, I'm going to be, I'm going to be studying more and more and more uh, about him and uh, his legacy. So anyway, chills again, we need to move on because we're, you know, we're like, okay, we're just going to stick to our game plan today, our time. And, and we just keep talking. But that's, yeah, that's okay. That's the best part about the podcast. Okay. But yeah, look, I sent you this uh, message earlier or vice versa. We were in our group chat Fucking Leon Edwards, man. What is going on with that? I know. Last fight was uh, back in July 2019. Okay. Because, of course, they did a little bit of homework on him. They removed his number three Walter weight ranking because of inactivity. Right. And then people were calling him out on social media. So now um, he was set to fight Tyron Woodley in March because of COVID that got back, uh, removed and then, um, Gilbert Burns. And then I guess he said he couldn't leave England. Now it, he's set to fight December 19th. And did you know who he's fighting, right? Kamasat Chemaev. Yes. So I, I feel Dana White really wants to push that guy. I, I feel he does. He is a beast. This guy will take any fight. He'll move up in weight classes. He's three and all. He is just, he loves to fight. I mean, so we'll see, but it's from what I'm, I'm from what I was reading and what Dana White is saying, I can see that he wants to push this guy. He went from like 30,000 followers to a million followers and uh, he's a beast. So I am, I'm always excited for the fights, but I love the lead up to it that, you know, that makes it more exciting. So uh, what are your thoughts? It, this is the thing, like, look, the Chamaya fight is awesome. And then they're pushing him because they he has a he has a sauce right now and uh he's the guy that everyone's like all hyped up about and it's just, mm -hmm. he's got the sauce he's doing exactly what he needed to do in his first three fights he's saying exactly what he needs to say dana wants to push him leon edwards on the other hand has been on this long fight winning streak and for them to pull him because he's been active since 2009 or inactive which is kind of messed up because if you look at it he was supposed to fight in March, but the pandemic happened. And then he, they're trying cool. to get a fight, but they're not booking him with anybody that's going to give him any notoriety. And he believes that he's in, in line for the title fight. He's in line for, you know, to be the contender or something bigger. Um, like it could be Jorge Masvidal, could be Kobe Covington. It could be, you know, whoever has about Kamar Usman. But he's like, he's like, dude, you know, how many times do I have to keep winning? You're not giving me the, the opportunity. You're not giving me the title fight. And now we have somebody where he's like, look, I'll call out this guy that has all the hype and I have all everything. If he takes him out, you know, which it very well could possibly happen. If he takes out Chemaev, then this is going to put his hype back, his hype meter back up at the top. And he's going to be the one that everybody wants to see. But at this point, we now know that rankings don't mean shit. Yeah, because they can just 
pull your uh, <laughs> pull your rank in or your ranking and you're back kind of in the pool of just unranked guys, just a regular guy. So I don't know if I'm saying that right, but yeah, you know what I mean? No, <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. They, they did yeah, the same. They did the same thing with uh, Ponzinibbio, Santiago Ponzinibbio. He was, he's been on, I think he's on a seven fight win streak. His last fight was Neil Magny in 2018, late 2018, early 2019. But he ends up knocking out Neil Magny, who's ranked in the top 10. And Ponzinibbio was seven. They pulled him from the rankings. And now he can't get a fight where he's going to be a ranked fighter. He has to fight all these unranked fighters. And he's like, dude, like, it makes no sense that these people, you know, are stuck in a realm where, well, I was ranked. Now I have to fight someone that's not even in the top 15 and I have to re-earn my spot. And it's like, the numbers don't really mean anything anymore to me. Like the way I look at it is like, you just fight and fight. If they want to give you a number, give you a number. If they want to push you, they push you. And that's the thing with Chemaev. Chemaev's, you know, he's fought three people. You know, he fought Gerald Mershart, knocked him out. Impressive. Awesome. Gerald Mershart, unranked fighter. He fought John Phillips, uh, finished John Phillips. And I don't think he even got hit. But John Phillips, unranked fighter on a losing streak. Fought another guy in the UFC who no one really even knows who he is. And he was his first debut as well. And he beat that guy decisively quick. Didn't even get hit once, I don't think. Maybe uh, twice, something like that. And he finishes the guy, but all of them are unranked. All of them are a different level. And when you start getting into the middleweight or the welterweight, like top 10, you know, when you start getting to fighters that aren't going to cave and back down, that are more skilled and more, you know, determined to actually battle and win, they, they have a purpose. They have a want. They, they, they know who they are that right there is when you're going to have more intense, more, you know, respectable fights. Like he's not going to do what Habib has done to everybody. He's not going to do the same thing. It's yeah. a dip. Habib is a different style of fighter. Habib, you know, it, it, he took time for him to get to where he's at now. 29 fights. This guy is 12 and 0, I think right now, three and in the UFC, like you said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. the thing is with Shemaev, man, like, he is good, but when you start getting to the bigger guys, when you start getting to the more talented, more, you know, people that have been there a lot longer than the experience and the five round fights, you know, that could change a different it. Different element. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're talking about he's fighting Leon Edwards. Again, Leon Edwards in a five round fight. Who's been in a five round fight before? Leon Edwards. Who hasn't? Chemayev. Who has Chemayev beaten? Well, he's beaten a lot of people outside the UFC, which I'm not saying that there aren't prospects in the U outside of the course, UFC. Of course, but we don't see them. We don't know them. They're not ranked. They haven't made it yet. As far as I'm concerned, until you make it to a Bellator UFC, you know, bare knuckle, you haven't made it. I mean, I can tell you this right now. Like I fought people in uh, my, like before the UFC that like they aren't nothing. And I don't want to say like, they're not nothing. They're just not at the level that they should yeah. be. And that that's the thing. They're, they're not lower level people, but no. they are, they're the people that help get me to where I'm at, but they're not like the type of people that you're going to be like, Oh, this is a championship fight. I've knocked out people that have never been knocked out before. I have, um, I've taken it to the distance with some of the toughest fighters there are. And the thing is, is that 
it doesn't say like, oh, you know, you're the championship caliber. Yeah, you finish these people, you're doing stuff, but I can make the mistakes that I made in the fights and still get the victory. Whereas now, like you make a mistake, it's going to cost you. Yes, absolutely. And we will be looking. I can't wait for your fight the 14th. I'm so excited. And uh, I found out somebody else is fighting on the 14th as well. I'm sure you already know. Who? Islam Makhachev and uh, Rafael Dos Anjos? No, it's a friend, but we'll Jeff chat Molina? after. I don't want to say it because they might not want anything to be said yet, but I just found out from someone. Oh, really? You got some inside scoop? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I let them because I'm not a jerk like that. Um, but Is it someone that I know? Yes. So I am going to be on pins and needles that night. Pins and needles. So thank you guys very much. You know what? You know what's messed up, and honestly, they, they might be they might be uh, then main eventing it. Then that's probably what would happen oh, or co-main well, event. We'll see. I'll I'll let you know after. But well, this okay. is the thing too is like what kind of bummed me out, man, is this past weekend talking about my fight. They kept jumping over my fight. Like I even tweeted out saying like, "Hey guys, like I fight November fourteenth. So does my teammate Jeff Molina." You know they they are talking more about the twenty uh, the twenty first. And they're talking about the seventh, like those fight cards, but they're missing the 14th. It's like, damn, dude, like, how are you, know you going to? They can't do that to you. You know why you haven't, you know, you've been out injured and, you know, just like they, they tend to not saying you're forgotten about, but it's like out of sight, out of mind. But when you come back on the 14th, they're going to be talking. Okay. It's all going to happen. And you're going to be all that they're talking about after. And we're getting those shirts and we're doing this. Let's Sorry. go. I am with it. I'm in it. I love it. I am. Woo, uh, let's just be honest. All right. Uh, either way, fight talk that, you know. But we didn't talk about the Whitaker fight. Can we talk about that oh, real quick? Man, I just, oh, I forgot about the Whitaker fight. How Ooh. could you not? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I was extremely, see, I'm discovering and learning. I mean, I know these guys exist, but to actually sit and study. I'm going to have to do it a, a lot more. And I'm hundred percent more committed now that some things have changed and personally, which is good. So I'm in it. Um, Whitaker and Cannoneer, amazing fight. I was super impressed. I mean, with both, I, the resilience and the ability for Cannoneer to continue that nasty cut on his right eye. I mean, Cannoneer kept trying to wear out his leg. And I mean, that leg looked pretty, you know, trying to, um, uh, I don't know how to say it, but, you know, essentially trying to take him off his game. You know, he kept wearing out the leg, wearing out the leg. But those combinations that Whitaker was throwing, he's so fast. That jab was just deadly. And uh, then that uh, head kick at the end, I think most guys would have gone down or been done. And at one point I thought they were going to call it. And he just kept going. And I was like, holy shit, like this guy is, he's tough. Uh, they're both tough. So kudos to, uh, you know, Whitaker. It was a great, great fight. And uh, Cannonier. amazing. Yeah, that was just an impressive matchup, man. I honestly thought that Cannonier was going to take that. You know, he's been looking strong. He's been looking powerful. And, you know, if you saw the evolution, he was heavyweight, then 205, yes. then he's 85. And he's just... And it's crazy. He's also like, he didn't have hair at heavyweight and now he has hair at 85. Yeah. He's like literally the best commercial ad for hydroxy cut and just for men. Like literally, yeah. if you want to like put yeah. a commercial ad that he is the best person to use. But when he came out on that fight, it was unreal. 
the moment I was like, oh, dude, he's going to murder Whitaker because he was taking out that lead leg. Whitaker was falling down. He was hitting right behind the kneecap. And I think that's what kept him alive a lot longer, even though it was super bruised, super red. You can see it. It probably was painful, but it didn't take the leg out and give that drop toe. That one that we saw Sean O'Malley get hit with that one that we saw, um, what's it called? Michael Chandler get hit with, you know, or Jamie Verner get hit with that one where it just lets the, the leg go limp. That's why it didn't happen. Cause he wasn't attacking the calf. He was attacking right behind the kneecap, yes. which it did present damage, but Whitaker was able to still capitalize on his technique, capitalize on that quick hook, that jab and beat up the eye of Jared Kandinier. And I think that it kind of, you know, put a little bit of, doubt in Candonier's mind and it got him fatigued a little bit more and I can only I can only imagine the mental monster it is to train out there in Fight Island and fight from listening to all the fighters even James Krause talk about how just mentally exhausting it is to fight out there and the time and just how the sleep schedule everything like that it, it could have been different if it was in a different you know area of the world but Man, Whitaker was throwing that beautiful outside step to backside rear head kick. And like you said, when Kandinier ate that, I thought it was, I thought it was over. Yeah. I mean, he was, but he was still defending himself. So I'm like, oh, I hope he doesn't call it. But then a part of me was like, damn, like, oh, it was a nasty cut. Um, And he he kept going. And I just, I liked to, you know, at the end of the the third, towards the end of the third, that um, Kandinier, it's like he knew you know, he, he had to, he, it's like he rallied, you know, he, he was trying for a knockout because he knew like, you know, that's the only way I'm going to win this. Uh, unfortunately, obviously he didn't, but um, what a great fight, you know, and Adesanya was thinking that he was going to be fighting Cannoneer. And now, you know, it's most likely it's going to be Whitaker, you know, because that Whitaker lost the uh, title to him. So I am excited to see that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Know. Whitaker Whitaker brought himself back up into the picture by defeating Darren Till. Close fight, I know, but he defeated Darren Till. He defeated um, Kandinier, and you know Israel Adesanya said that, like you said, he was expecting Kandinier to do, and he was expecting to fight Kandinier, and he was excited for that. But Whitaker's came back, bounced back, looked great, and on top of it, I listened to the post fight interview. Dana White even said that's the fight to make Whitaker and Adesanya too, yeah. right there in one of the biggest stadiums in the world. Uh, over in Australia slash New Zealand slash the wherever the hell that is. What is the the down under the outback? There we go. Isn't there that, you what go. Called? The outback. The outback, baby. But yeah, that's. I mean, it was an impressive fight. It was a great fight. There was a lot of great fights, you know. It just we can keep talking about them over no. and over. I know. I. I oh gosh. Oh gosh. It's great. We're close. It's about that time. I know you got stuff to go. Just remember, ladies and gentlemen. Join us on mybookie.ag to place your bets, to place your money, to win more money and to get paid and possibly get laid with that money. It's all depending. Just get on mybookie.ag, use promo code BEAUTYANDBEAST, B-E-A-U-T-Y-A-N-D-B-E-A-S-T. And you guys have a fantastic night. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. 